Congressman, how are you, my friend? Well, thanks. Uh, very good. Thanks very much. And I, I apologize for my allergy voice, but it's that time of the year. Yeah, it is the season. It's always brutal. It's a, It always affects you right when you need to. And uh, when you guys are battling some crazy battles up there, we have a lot I want to talk about that's happened over the last couple of weeks. I want to start off with Afghanistan. Now that we've, quote unquote, officially pulled out of Afghanistan and that's all done, the Taliban has taken over. I know we were on high alert last weekend with the 20th anniversary of September 11th. Uh, across the nation. Thankfully, nothing happened. But we now have a military in Afghanistan that's more powerful than the country of Australia with their equipment, military and size from what we left over there. What's the concerns and what is it like for us moving forward in the nation with concerns now that we have another enemy that has been empowered by what we've actually done? Well, you know, it's it's a horrible situation because, first of all, our men and women have served for 20 years making sure that we're protected. We haven't had an attack on this country since then. They did their job, and we have to thank them every day for it. It was the bungled, botched withdrawal that this president performed, or if you can even use the word performed, that might be giving it too much credit. But, you know, not not being in consultation with other world leaders, not, uh, you know, having Tony Blair, the former uh, prime minister of Great Britain, who was there when the uh, they uh, went into Afghanistan 20 years ago, called uh, Biden's wordsmithing um, imbecilic, which I've never heard another world leader ever say about an American president. And when you think about what we've what's happened now is we've now given the Taliban wide open space. They, you know, and when you're talking about dealing with Haqqani, who we've got a, a bounty out there, you know, for a, a wanted poster of them for. I think it's about $5 million, and we're negotiating with him. Yeah. Uh, there's something wrong. And so you, when you look at the, and you're right, you know, 600,000 small arms. You look at the artillery. You look at, uh, you know, 15,000, 16,000 night goggles. You look at the uh, Force uh, C-130 aircraft. You look at all the helicopters. I mean, and it's tens of thousands of vehicles we've left on the ground there. So, you know, they can sell this stuff and use it against us then. And with our open southern border, that's another problem because, again, uh, they can uh, come right, walk right into this country because since the Biden's policy of letting the border be wide open and taking, when I was down there in May, over 40% of our, our border patrol offline, they can just walk in here. Wow. And so instead of having a safer world, President Biden has just made it a much dangerous world for the United States. It is very dangerous, like you mentioned, with our southern border being open and vulnerable right now with individuals just being able to walk across it for some odd reason because we've wanted to revamp some of the immigration laws. Now we have the concerns with China. I mean, we had a, a strategic position with some of our bases over in Afghanistan with just being a couple hundred miles away from China. What's that going to do to our relationship with China, with our relationship to Russia and Afghanistan's relationship to China and Russia? Because obviously Russia and China are already moving into Afghanistan right now, aren't they? Well, if you look just before uh, Biden's bungled uh, withdrawal in Afghanistan, you know, and the loss of those 13 uh, uh, troops that we that, uh, you know, is horrible. But but you look at uh, what uh, China was doing beforehand. They were meeting with the Taliban and the and government. People have to remember that we consider them terrorists. But now this administration is acting like, well, that's who we're going to deal with now. And then when the Chinese, you know, there there was reports showing that the Chinese have already started to uh, 
try to get into Taiwanese airspace. What happens if they think, you know what, we got we got a, a pushover in the White House, we'll just go over and take over Taiwan. And not only with that, you know, taking over a sovereign country, but then with all the trade we put the Taiwanese, all the chips, everything. So, I mean, it's it's so dangerous what this administration's done that they haven't, you know, their, their foreign policy is just absolutely a disaster. It is very scary. Now, I did hear that we had some hearings over the last couple of days with uh, Congress members uh, talking to the military about the operation in Afghanistan. Obviously, Democrats loving the military leaders on how they actually handled it, thinking that they're just all great and wonderful. Republicans, some Republicans at least, calling for resignation of military leaders. What's your thoughts? And do you see any resignations coming in the near future, or do you think that we're just going to kind of stick with the status quo? I think it's going to be status quo because, unfortunately, you know, it's a 50 50 tie in the Senate with the vice president breaking all ties. And in the House, Pelosi's running it like it's they have a 100-seat majority. Well, they only have a five-seat majority. Yeah. But they're going to push through everything they possibly can and try to, and you know, do is, I mean, it's, it's, it's damaging to this country and to our national security. But, uh, you know, I, when you go back to the question as to, you know, those on top, always have to remember, the president is always finally responsible for everything. And when you talk about disasters in foreign policy, people have to ask themselves, when have we in history or in memory had a foreign policy as bad as this? I'm going back to either probably the Bay of Pigs with John Kennedy. And this is is how bad it is. We haven't had anything like this. And so our national security is on the line. No, it absolutely is. We're talking with Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th Congressional District of Ohio. Let's shift gears a little bit and let's talk about the other message that Biden came out with last week. I thought it was uh, kind of ill-timed, ill-prepared when we were going into the 20th anniversary of September 11th and just two days prior to that. He's not talking about, you know, safety of the country or concerns about terrorism or concerns about radicalism or concerns about uh, Afghanistan. He's talking about COVID-19 and vaccine mandates and came out with his new plan and new rules that OSHA apparently is going to be enforcing now. With any company, private company across the nation that has more than 100 employees that needs to get all of their employees vaccinated uh, within their country, I don't know how that's okay or legal or constitutional in any way, shape, or form, but is this going to actually be enforced, and how the heck is OSHA going to enforce such type of rule for the, I don't know, hundreds, thousands of companies all over the country that have more than 100 employees? Well, you know, first and foremost, this thing's going to court. And, you know, there's going to be multiple lawsuits. But the one thing I, I just hope that when these lawsuits are being filed, that we have the companies out there that, quote, unquote, have standing, meaning that, you know, they have the ability to be before the court. I don't want the court to start throwing a suit out saying, well, somebody didn't have standing because they wouldn't be affected by it. But, for instance, just on um, uh, health care, uh, I know that in the northern part of my district along the Michigan border, that uh, I was when I was up visiting not too long ago, that uh, when Governor Whitmer up in Michigan was putting her mandates out there, people just uh, were just working in Ohio because they said we're not going to we're not going to get a shot. So you know, uh, I uh, this thing was it wasn't even dry the day the president announced it, but my county commissioners in my home county and we have a nursing home that they run that, uh, you know, they contacted me immediately saying that, you know, we could lose staff and then who's going to take care of the people in the nursing home. Right. Because when you look at, <clears throat> pardon me, 
we have about almost 11 million job openings in this country with 8.2 million people unemployed. That still means you almost have 2.7 million job openings. If you don't like where you're working right now or don't want to get a shot, you're just going to go someplace else. So health care is going to be affected in the worst way. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you overbear the system with Obamacare that we've done over the last couple of years, and now we're trying to force people into this vaccine. And like you mentioned, I mean, if you don't want to get it, then you can leave a job. Uh, I know nursing homes all over the nation are struggling with these mandates of either you get what is a 90, 95 percent of your employees and your staff to get vaccinated or else you get your Medicare and Medicaid funding pulled. I know numerous states in, in Kansas where I'm at and other states around the Mid-America region that they're concerned about shutting down of these nursing homes because there's a concern about many of these staff walking out and not wanting to get vaccinated oh, yeah. and then they don't hit these thresholds or they lose their funding for Medicare and Medicaid. Uh, we're causing a major issue because people are just saying, no, I'm not going to do this. And the Biden administration just doesn't get it. Well, and again, you're absolutely right, because this administration is lost. They, they don't understand uh, just simple economics. They, they think that uh, government's going to run everything, but they forget that the American people have their own will and they're going to do what, what they want to do. And that's what we're all about. And so what my, you know, my real fear is, especially with nursing homes, They'll uh, be in a situation where if they're not going to get their Medicare, Medicaid, and then they have the number of employees drop to a certain level that they can't meet staffing obligations, then they're in violation of that. Yeah. So it's, it's just absolutely ludicrous what this administration's done. And they, they just, you know, it's just, as I said, the president's lost on this because when he thinks that the Afghan pullout, was a success, <laughs> uh, you know. I, you know, I guess if maybe he's thinking if he's if you tell a lie enough, people are going to believe it. But you look at the poll numbers; Americans don't believe it. No, no, people aren't believing it, and he's just causing an issue. And he's getting more frustrated when he comes out and says that his patience is running out. I mean, that's a telltale sign that he's not there to try and take care of individuals. He's there to try and control individuals, and people just aren't wanting to be controlled, and his patience is running out there. When I say good, because that means that people are waking up and just saying, you know what, I'm going to do what's best for me, and if I want to get the vaccine, I'll get the vaccine. If I don't want to get the vaccine, I won't get the vaccine because obviously we have other things that doctors are prescribing, including including like ivermectin, which, you know, we heard the story about Joe Rogan getting ivermectin. We've had the hydroxychloroquine. We've had the, you know, vitamin D and vitamin C push with the natural holistic uh, route. There are many different alternatives to try and make yourself healthy to battle COVID-19. It's not just a one size fits all. Everybody get the vaccine and everything's all hunky dory right now. And for some reason, they just don't understand that it's all and more people are pushing away because they realize it's all about control right now well and you know it's they've got to understand this too they're you know the the, the scientists out there and the medical professionals we're probably gonna have covid around for years yeah. so it's not going to disappear so it's it's something that's not going to disappear and this administration's acting like they can make it disappear it's unfortunate. We're talking with Congressman Bob Latta, 5th Congressional District. Uh, I know we got just a couple minutes here left, and I appreciate your time very much because I know you guys have been hard at work the last couple of nights and, and staying up really late uh, in the chambers debating and talking. But we're moving forward with this $3.5 trillion federal budget along with this $1.2 trillion uh, infrastructure bill as well. Where are we with this? I know you guys have been staying up late debating on parts of this budget. What's the latest that you've been discussing on this? And do you think this is all going to pass as big one lump sum, big, big old package? 
Well, you know, Pelosi's demanding that this bill gets passed, and she wants to include it with the $1.1 trillion on the infrastructure side. But, you know, even Joe Manchin over in the Senate, he's getting scared because we can't afford this. If we're not bankrupt now, we'll never get out of this mess. And last night, our Energy and Commerce Committee worked until we started 11 o'clock yesterday morning and worked straight through to 2.38 last night. And we're going to start back up again probably till late tonight again. But, you know, there's, they're not paying for this. So this means we're going to go farther and farther than the debt. They're going to raise taxes on everyone when they say that only the people making $400,000 or more are going to pay for this. That's a lie. Every, the numbers show that uh, middle-class Americans are going to get hit hard. We're going to, we're going to see the uh, uh, people out there finding out that with all this massive government spending, inflation, which is going up rapidly, is going to eat into their earnings. That's a hidden tax. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, this is going to be awful. And then plus, when I said they don't pay for it, one of my uh, uh, questions I had last night, because I'm the ranker on telecommunications in the committee, that the administration and the Democrats are pretty much double counting their money. They're saying this is how we're going to pay for it in the infrastructure side. And they come over to this bill and they say this is how we're going to pay. They say, wait a minute, yeah. you do, you're doing it twice. You can't. You can't and, and we're talking about billions of dollars. Yeah, I got to admit, I've never seen so much money actually go out from the federal government before. And that's saying a lot because we've hit obviously 22, 23, 24 trillion dollars as a national debt overall as a nation. We've continued to spend more and more every single year. But now all of a sudden, with those issues, we don't have that glass ceiling anymore. We're talking about raising the debt ceiling yet again because they want to pass this so badly. Three and a half trillion dollars for a federal budget for a single year. All the trillions of dollars that we spent for COVID over the last couple of years uh, for the relief there as well. The $1.2 trillion in infrastructure packages as well. Apparently, we're just in the mindset of let's just throw special interest projects into the budget. We're into spending in some way, shape, or form. And why the heck not just pass it? We have no concerns about a financial bankruptcy here. Well, you're you're looking at a redistribution of the wealth. This is socialism. Uh, And, you know, we've talked in the past about the death tax. And what the Democrats want to do is uh, take the number down to a million-dollar exemption. But, again, for our farmers out there, with one piece of equipment, like a combine and two heads, that could cost a million dollars. You talk about land valuation going up. And what they want to do is go from what they call stepped-up valuation, which is, when a person would die that you would inherit at the date of death value to say, no, we're going to make a capital gain, taking it back to when that piece of property was purchased. Let's say you bought land for $500 50 years ago. Well, I was in one of my counties recently, and I asked one of the county auditors over there, I said, just out of curiosity, what is the average price of farmland going for in your county? He said fifteen to $16,000. An acre. Wow. Yeah. What's going to happen is the family farm is going to disappear. Farmers are going to become tenants, which my ancestors, when they came over and were farmers, they wanted to own their own land. They didn't want to work for somebody else. Yep. But then we're going to see foreign ownership of our land. The Chinese are going to buy it. And this is just an absolutely 
horrible situation that this administration and the Democrats are putting us in. Yeah, uh, seeing the land value go up this much is going to drive, as you mentioned, all these small farms, all these mom-and-pop farms uh, out of business all over the Mid-America region, which is really sad. But then I've heard that we're also talking about a, a secondary death tax by increasing the death tax as well as kind of a second filter coming through, isn't it? So, I mean, whatever is left over, if we do try to hand it down to the next generation, is kind of go to the wayside. Well, and again, this is, as I said, this is redistribution of the wealth. And I worked on death tax when I was in the Ohio legislature years ago. At that time, I got rid of 78% of the people in Ohio that had to pay the death tax. When I went to Congress, they finally got rid of the rest of it And here in Ohio. But, you know, right now, very few people pay death tax in the United States because we've pushed that number up to make sure that you can pass that on. You can pass that farm. You can pass that small business. But what the Democrats are going to do is force sales and put people off uh, pretty much on the street yeah. because they want they want that redistribution that they can then do with it what they want to and they can spend it and but again at some point and we're there that they have they have spent us into oblivion right now and it continues to get worse congressman bob ladder from the fifth congressional district of ohio i know that you're busy my friend you guys got to get back on the floor and debate i really appreciate all the time you give us every month it's always great to talk to you keep up this fight because it's frustrating and it's scary to see where we're going in this direction. We we have a lack of security in the country. We have taxes and redistribution of wealth. We have uh, just government overbearing, forcing us. It's it's socialism at its ultimate degree, and it's finally showing its mug ugly mug here in the country. And they're not even trying to hide it any longer. So keep up the fight, my friend. We always appreciate it. We'll talk Absolutely. to you again here real soon. Thank you very much.